Hi, James. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, good. That's so good. We're both doing good out of lockdown. Lockdown feels yeah. like a year ago, isn't it? I know. I feel like lockdown became the norm, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. It's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. What? How have you been? had one of those weeks where I'm just shedding a skin, removing my identity, just becoming a new person. A, a new person. And I think me and you are, are in line with this because we didn't talk the entire week. We were just focusing on ourselves and our missions in life. <laughs> and we both mm. come to a revelation, I would say. Yeah. What's your revelation? Well, I would say like, gosh, where do I begin? I would say like these past two weeks in my new role, my multitasking is pretty insane as it is, I would say. And I didn't notice until people would tell me actively that you're just insane, the amount of work you can do. Then I noticed at work, it was getting even to another level, which I've never dealt with. Maybe the last time would probably have been uni this level and um i was just like each day i was just like oh my god it's getting too much and i would get irritable and i wouldn't eat and i wouldn't drink i'd have the blinds closed in because i'm still working from home i'd have the blinds closed in my room no sunlight no fresh air and then i'd just eat go to bed and that's where i would be like for the past couple of weeks i would say but these past two weeks i was like look, at the rate that you're going, you're going to burn out and bloody fast to figure out a plan. So basically I found myself just, because I'm dealing like with customers, we will say, and I would just be like, there'd be a mountain of work. And if I just reached out to customers at the end of the day and at the start of the day, at the day of the day, and just tell them where I'm at, be like, I haven't gotten to your request yet, but I'm getting there. I have all your paperwork and I know what to do. Just give me a bit of time. That would be the morning call. And then I would say the same thing at the night. And by just doing that, by just letting people know where they stand, I found they're more agreeable and willing to understand where you're coming from. So just by being proactive and not being like, oh, I'll just call them in a couple of days when I know what I'm talking about. And when I look at their request, no, if I actually tell them I haven't reached that yet and I haven't read it yet being completely blatantly honest and don't get me wrong you get customers that are pissed off but then I've noticed a substantial benefit for me by doing that for my mental health and just health in general and then like I was telling James before I have so many submissions I need to do on Monday or even today but I was just like if I'm just being upfront with people I'm not stressed anymore and today, automatically, without me thinking, I was opening the blinds and the window. We had magnificent weather today, nice little breeze. So I had fresh air. I had my diffuser with peppermint in it. It was really nice. Had me cup of tea, had my coffee. And I'm just laughing and talking to people and enjoying myself, even though I'm really no longer stressed. I have a lot of work, but I found a method to the madness. And then I was like, by me just showing up for myself, by just doing this and stop procrastinating, 
or stop putting it off, putting it off. Cause that like, it's kind of like, feels like revenge in a way when you seek revenge and then you dig yourself like a double grave. It's kind of that I kind of see procrastination like that. Like you may think you're getting away with it in the moment, but in the long term, you're screwing yourself and you're making more work for yourself. So by just getting it done, turning off that fear, how much of it, how much of our lives, like in work and personal, is it just, oh, I'm scared, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then you make yourself into a bigger rut by just letting it go that fear and just switching that part of your brain off and just getting it done. Even you may be wrong, you may be right. Just get it done, be upfront. I was like, wow, by showing up for me like that, doing little things like this, I can be at proactive for other people as well. So it's a domino effect. It's like when you're on a plane and you have to put like, and if something happens and you have to put the um, oxygen mask on, they always just like put yours on first before you can help your child when your gut instinct will be like, oh shit, I need to get to the child. But no, it comes from you, it stems from you. And then the light strands of what you can do can just go out to the universe and you can help people. That's what I've discovered these past two weeks. <laughs> and I feel like it's been a revelation and that's not only helped me in my work life, it's helped me in my personal life. I'm evil even able to reach out to Alex, for example, reached out to him to ask how he was. I was there to ask Cherie how she was. Um, she recently, her poor little dog passed away and I was there to not be like, oh yeah, I'll do it like another day. No, I'm actively doing it now, reaching out to people. How are you? How are you? I'm not putting it off. And I was like, wow, like the feedback I got from that was great. So I, I feel great, I would say. That's where I'm at. Big revelation, had to be silent on my own to get there because people tell you, parents tell you, everyone tells you, but you need to get there yourself. Yeah. Over to you, James. <laughs> what have you learned? What have you, that, that's me. <laughs> I think what I've learned this week is how important it is to be present in the moment and to express how you feel, whether that be sad, happy, um, whatever mixed emotions, then also to be able to work out what you want to do with how you're feeling because feelings come and go they change they evolve and I think people like to think things in such a very nothing's going to change how I'm feeling today won't change you can't change it it's forever it's permanent it's not something I can just get over. But when you really break it down, it is just a feeling. If you it sit with it, it shall pass. Yeah. It shall pass. Well, you know, it might not pass right away. It might still keep on sinking in and creeping up and everything, but it's just a feeling. And I think what I learned, you know, this week was sitting in your feelings, getting comfortable in them, 
when you do feel sad, when you do feel upset, when you do do those, you know, moments where you go, oh, I'm not feeling, you know, 100% right now, is being able to recognize that and be comfortable with that. You don't have to be happy all the time. And then also being able to laugh, to be silly, to be able to realize that, hey, being present in the moment and being surrounded by different people in your work life, in your personal life, sometimes it's really important to actually just sit there and actively observe what's going on. And by observing, often you can pick up the emotions of the people around you and how that influences you. So I went and stayed with my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece and nephew. And my niece was just being what a normal two-year-old can be. She was in her feelings, a bit tired, a bit hungry, a bit angry, um, crying, then really happy, just going through the whole emotions. And children are so in touch with that. They can be ah, like, you know, set off at the smallest thing. Like she slammed the door on me and was crying. And, wow. you know, and then the next minute she's running around screaming, laughing. And I think Love like it. it's really important for adults to realize that children are so in their feelings. One minute they could be crying. It's the end of the world. We're never going to get past, you know, what you just took away from me. I wanted that plate here. I wanted that treat now. I wanted that icy pole or, you know, whatever it was. They want it immediate. And I think that's one thing that I think as adults is that we can often feel that it's never going to happen, that this thing will not pass, that it is a permanency or that, you know, that thing's gone, that childhood's gone. But if you really just stop suppressing what it is that wants to come out and just express it, you often can find that in your tears, you start laughing when you look at yourself. You're like, you're like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the way you're behaving right now is pretty comical. And I think like what I've been doing this week is kind of just shifting, changing, evolving also the way that I see myself, my narratives, um, what I've been told, breaking that all down, cutting it all up, shredding it. Um, I watched some recycling videos. Obviously, I work for <laughs> recycling. And it's just so interesting how, like, something when you really think, to, you know, to energy, to form, to everything in life is that you can just shred it down, um, break it up, break it apart put it back together and transform it into something new. And I think so often as humans, we can feel so stuck that this person that we are today is all we'll ever be and that we won't be able to break it down, change the narrative or transform ourselves. And I think it's a real feat of a human when they go, that's just the way I am. This is who I know. That's just who I am. I'm an introvert. Blah, blah, blah. We are putting those pressures, those labels, those 
those things upon us and their limitations. And the more you can tap into that, the more you can break down the mask of what you put on yourself. It's like all these things that have happened. Yes, we've had experiences that have built us up, but a lot of those are the stories that we then tell ourselves based on those experiences. But we can break those stories apart and we can create new narratives. And I think that's one thing that I've really learned this week is that, hey, we might be we might be this person today, but we don't have to be that person tomorrow. And I think also what you said is being comfortable in being um, and feeling what you're feeling and then just going with it and true. trusting that that's where it is. I just kind of feel like this week I've just basically been dismantling who I am internally by feeling it and then creating a new narrative by it because we aren't ever the same person that we were a while ago. And I think it's also cemented to me that people can change and to give them the benefit of the doubt. 100%. Yeah, but also your, your time is the most important thing. Like you said, you need to put your oxygen on yeah. and, you know, um, dismantle whatever no. you've built up in your mind and the scenarios that you've told yourself about other people as well. We often say, oh, that person doesn't like me and all that kind of stuff. For a lot of it's all just in your head. Yeah. How much of it is your own ego? And it's so easy to hide behind ego. We all have and it's so easy to blame someone else yeah. when often it's government. to do with you. Yeah, it's the yeah. government, it's this person, it's well, it's kind of like Michael Jackson's song, like Man in a Mirror. Look at yourself and make a change. Like it's just, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though, once you break down that mask, it's very interesting how you then become fully present in your reality. And it's not that fantasy that's in your head. Like how many times, like, and I think like I speak for a lot of people out there, like when we are attracted to anyone or people, friends, relationships, whatever, it's just that thing of um, that fantasy that you had in your head, that white picket fence. How much of that is that the perfect person that you, you idolize, that you praise, that you put on a pedestal, that yeah. you sacrifice who you are in those moments to give them the benefit of the doubt when you know often you know you're basically creating a fantasy land that isn't an actual reality of the moment and you're not allowing yourself to be present because if you're actually really present it's just like don't build anything up don't make uh, them into something that uh, they're not it's kind of that thing as well. Like you literally have to, then you realize once you break it down and it's hard and it may take years and decades, but when you get there, you realize that the answer was always you, that you always had the answer and you yeah. always come back home to you. And I've learned that from like people, my parents or even people like my grandparents or People elderly, they always just were just like Jess, but you've always had it. It's how you've harnessed it. It's how you've harnessed your reality and how you, it's like, it's very dangerous to have a lot of friends, very dangerous to divide your energy and to let into your space. 
and to just be actively aware of the people that you're letting into your space. It's kind of like when you watch motivational like TikToks, like I do that sometimes, or YouTube videos. And they're just like, you don't need to post it, just hustle. Just hustle for yourself and be silent. Because a lot of people love being there at the end of the journey, but who the hell is there at the start? It's you and what you believe in. And then you can mm. like perpetuate that. And then it inspires other people. And they're just like, oh no, she's one of a kind. Or I could never do that. She's like one of those like top 5%. There's no such thing. No such thing as the greatest entertainer. There's no such thing as the greatest writer. They have shown their colors because they have cultivated their art. What makes you think you can't do it? You know? I think that is so true. And I also think that it lies in every single person in breaking down who they were, breaking down their ego, forgetting it. Like how much of the ego is so much about like, I'll say, oh, I, you know, just based on one experience of, you know, you singing a bit badly in, in a key that someone can go to you and be like, you're not a singer. Um, to be honest with you, when Roger Federer, you know, hit the ball at like, you know, age four and it went into a net and someone saw that and said, you'll never be a tennis player. Like, no, it's hustling, it's busting, it's breaking down that thing. And it's the self-belief in yourself that, hey, I can break down any barriers if I can just harness and work out what it is that I need to do and how it is to be in this moment, in this present moment and give my all. Because at the end of the day, giving your best is all that anyone can do. And yes, I might not be the best at that one time in, you know, in competitions, you could lose it. You know, you can come second, you can come runner up, you can stuff it up, you can fuck it up. Like that is also, you know, an amazing opportunity to learn, to grow, to, you know, feel a wealth of, you know, emotions of like, you know, devastation. You know, you've trained so hard and it came up short. Um, mm -hmm. You thought you did really well, but it wasn't enough. Like, all those um, adversities and everything and setbacks is just, you know, a vehicle to growth. And that's like the way you look on that, reflect it, break it down and also disregard it a lot of the time in that like some days, you know, when it comes down to a lot of these things, it's just based down, you know, points and what the judges thought of that. Like it's really, you know, it's really, what's the word? It's really not, I guess finite I guess that's what I'm trying to say it's really not something solid that you can even regard or go back because really at the end of the day it goes down to what society or what the person deemed was the best on the day if that kind of makes sense yeah like it's personal preference really it's kind of like that is just a construct really it's just all construct upon construct if you really want to break it down like don't so, throw in light for other people like how many people do yeah. that in order to fit in like it's just that high school school mentality just primary school all of it like how much of, I know a lot of people around my age that are still like that they don't show their light because they can't afford to because they think they can't afford it but they're actually really wealthy they can be genuine, but they choose not to. And you're just like, but why though? And they're like, oh, I've invested all this time in this person. 
I can't afford to actually change it now. It's too late. For who? It's never too late. You can start doing it when you're 80 or now when you're 30. But, you know. Yeah, I, think that's a, I think that's a very much a thing is like, obviously we're bound by time as human beings. Um, and I think that becomes quite a thing where people aren't willing to, just because you've done something and you can end up having to start again something else you can again. go back to that thing in like a decade like we don't know also, here tomorrow and also it still and also at yeah but and exactly and then also at the same time it's just like you have so many you know opportunities that you could like this could turn out to be something that's a better investment where you could get further in you know a couple of years but then again it's all constructs really at the end of the day and if you break it down and you know build yourself up like maybe you can make something even you know bigger than what you even imagine often it's in those um moments of pulling something apart that you find that you have all this you know experience from the previous that sets you up and ready for the next thing yeah and that's okay people don't need to understand it as well I think that's really important to say there's a lot of people on their journey and then they make comments and those comments can be dangerous but as well acknowledge at the end of the day you're the one you're 24 7 in your head so you hmm. need to do what's best for you. Listen to people and what their opinions are, but at the end of the day, you do you. you know? hmm. People can pass judgment easily and without thinking. That's so common. Now, I have a shitty day at work and you tell me something about your life and I may say a shitty comment, but we don't, I may not understand the gravity of what I'm saying, but it may, it's going to affect you. So I think just pay attention to that monologue you have in your head and stop, thinking, yeah. stop doubting. That self-doubt is a killer. You can do it. You're here to do it. The universe believes in you. You're here for a reason. Otherwise, you know, if I wanted to sing and I was like, oh, what's the point? Like Whitney Houston is already, is like the greatest. Like, what's the point? But you're here. You're here to tell your story. You know, and you never know. Who knows where you're going to end up? Like, imagine if I didn't say hi. Oh, no, you were just like Jess. Like, <laughs> well, we know where we're all ending up, either in the ground, burnt, or, you know, we're all ending up dead. So you just write your own story. It's like that scene mm. in like Dead Poet Society when Robin Williams is just like, what is your chapter going to be? What is that line? The play goes on, but it all depends on you contributing a verse or something like that. It goes, what's your verse going to be? Because the play will mm. just be going on. Yeah. So true. Such a deep. And also, like, I just kind of feel like we, we are never too old. We are never too... Um, young or anything when you really think about it it's just like if you really break it down you're here right now and you can be a million different people 
Yeah. From one day to the next. And, and you people around you that will accept you like that and not degrade you and throw mm. shit at you. Because I we're all in the human experience. There's no right or wrong. There's a morality. Like, like you might be feeling pressured to go down a certain path, yeah. but you know deep down that it's not for you. Yeah. And I think it's a lot harder and a lot braver to step out and go along with it. Yeah. And if you figured it out before someone else, don't apply pressure. Otherwise, that person will just, due to their insecurities, may just tag along and just go along with what you're saying. But the core isn't there. So what's the point? Mm, I think so often we just go with someone else's journey, but it's not our own. Yeah. And we can always choose the easy way out by hanging out with people that we can manipulate or, you know, it takes a certain personality to do that, but we're all capable of doing it. I often find that a lot of people will hang out with friends based on a shared trauma. Yeah, I find that too. And they base that friendship. That, that, you don't know the cure, like the pure core of a friendship. It's just that one thing. Hmm. It's just perpetual. It's just like, Missouri loves company sort of a thing. Yeah, it does. Hmm. I love it. Good chat as always, James. Same. Do we even get to this week's topic? <laughs> yeah, of course we do. Oh, no. Showing up for our, showing up for other people as well as ourselves. Yeah. There's yeah, a I guess. And yeah, that was it. That was ours. Yeah, I think the most important thing is in showing up for ourselves, we can show up for others. Yeah. Just be an active participant because you don't know how long you have on this earth. Mm. You just don't know. You just take each day as it comes. Do the best that you can. If you're not fast enough, you're not fast enough. But that's okay. Yeah, good topic. I like this. We got a lot of um, likes for this topic. I think a lot of people are, yeah, I think they're going to love this one anyway when they listen to it. So I hope you enjoy. And I'll see you next time for another episode of James and Jess's Half Hour. Bye, James. See you, Jess. Lovely as always. You're lovely. Look at that dashing smile. Aww. You too. Look at yours. <laughs> Bye. Bye.